Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Andy and Amanda Show here on Blog Talk Radio. It's another Monday, Monday morning here in the West Coast of the United States, around noontime there on the East Coast, and it is around 7 p.m. if I'm right. I think I got it right this time, because they didn't have daylight savings time yet in the U.K., and that means Amanda Love would be joining us right now, about now. I think, wait, I gotta fix, I gotta fix this. Wait a minute, let me, let me fix this here. This doesn't sound right to me. Hey, there's something awfully screwy going on around here. Hold on a minute. Hold on there. Hold on. Amanda, are you there? Hold on a second. Uh, Let's give me a second to see if I can fix this. Okay, I think you got it now. I think I have it now. Let me see. Oh, I went too far the other way. Shit. Hold on. This is a Monday morning show. This is not the Freaky Friday show. We just had that one. Hold. Just give me a minute here. I went too far the other way. We got it. We got to get this fixed to do the. Or maybe I can see the program like this. What do you think, Amanda? Um, sure. Just go for it. Hold on a second. Hold on. Well, anyway, I hope you had a great weekend there. Amanda, I hope everybody in our listening audience around the world has had an enjoyable weekend. A lot to cover in the news, uh, but I'll fix this thing here, and I'm, I hope to do so. I hate to do the whole program like this, but we'll see what happens. Uh, what, Amanda, oh, hey, all yours. Take it, take it over, and, and, and let's talk about what's going on your side of the world. In the meantime, I'll see if I can get this fixed right. Although I am... Starting to maybe enjoy this. I don't know. What do you think? Anyway, um, hey folks, welcome to the Andy Amanda Show. It's another week. Here we go. Amanda, what's happening over there? Hello. Hello, my darlings. Hello, hello, hello. All is uh, all is going well over here. Look where we. Hello, hello, hello. I saw a rabbit. Sorry, what? Hello. Uh, I think I got it now. Uh, am I on? Is this live? Yes, this is the yeah, Monday are... show. I am Amanda Love, and no, I'm, I'm no, I, I am not. I am not. Uh, wait a minute, that came out wrong. We have Amanda. I'm not Amanda Love. Amanda Love. We have Amanda Love, but we don't have Amanda Love. Amanda Amanda, Amanda Love is on the show, but uh, she's not right yeah. here. She's she's in. Um, the, not the Eiffel Tower. She's the tower in Long, in England. In the UK. United, I'll get it straight. Amanda Love, folks. Wait, let me do this again. <clears throat> Welcome to the Monday Andy and Amanda show here on Block Talk Radio. This is Andy Kimmel, your host in California. We have in California Amanda Love, the beautiful, the gracious, the talented, the exquisite, the articulate, the, the, the bright, amazing co-host wow. of the show. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> It was really hard. Yeah, that was really hard. <laughs> but I did it anyway. I, wow. I did it anyway. Thank you. You did. How yeah, are you, sweetheart? You know, you know, you, you know. I guess I'm all right. You know, I'm, I'm actually doing pretty darn. You know. Oh well. You know oh. what else I say? You know. No. Oh. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah. I'm doing all right. Oh. It's a beautiful Monday. It's a beautiful. I, I'm. I was trying to fix my audio here. I had some issues this morning, as you could tell, kind of getting the getting the sound where we needed to be. But I was you went kind of some interesting changes, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I did. Didn't, oh, wasn't that kind of fun? Yeah. It was, I, want, it was. I don't know if I could do it. I again. enjoyed it. I, uh, thank you. I don't know if I could do it um, again if I if I wanted to, but it was um, <laughs> interesting. I got it done. I just kind of you know panned this thing out and uh, turned the dial up and turned it back down and figured, where find my voice? You know what they say? you got to find your voice. Yeah. Yeah. I quite often lose it and then struggle to find it again, Andy. You go on a mad scavenger hunt for mm. it and boom, I'd find it again. I'm like, wow. Hmm. Yeah, so I had to find mine all morning long. I, you know, we'll see. Well, you know, okay. Yeah. Watch out, Doc. Not too You've much. You've got it thank now. You. That's the main thing, my darling. You've got it back. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we do have it. We do. It's Monday. We've had a weekend. We've had some news. It hasn't been. We, we we're going to talk about the uh, uh, here in the states the influx of children of, of unaccompanied children uh, at the border down in Texas. Um, a huge mm-hmm. crisis, actually, that the Department of Homeland Security is tending with now. We're going to talk about COVID. We're going to talk about, um, I don't know. Well, as, it, as the show goes on, we'll, we'll see what we're going to talk about. We don't really know at the present time. Your calls are important on the show. It's 515-605-9888 to join us here on the Andy and Amanda Show, where we join the United States and the U.K. live for a presentation of, um, you know, <laughs> Us. <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we you know, are executing uh, on our plan. Mm-hmm. We uh, are. Yeah. <laughs> we we <laughs> 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 Whether we do it successfully or not, I don't know. We, but we're, we're trying. <laughs> we're 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 doing we're doing we're off to a great start here. So we only have another hour and twenty minutes to go. Oh shit! I mean, oh geez. Um, no. <laughs> so anyway, um, Amanda, how are you? How was your weekend? My weekend has been very blessed, my darling. I spent some time in the sun. Thank goodness for that, because again, oh, wow. you know, we had that that shifty weather, and I was like, I really need some sunshine again. And now we've got it back, and that may not be a lot to some people, but it means everything to me at the moment. So I've been getting out and enjoying it as much as possible. Safely, I may mm-hmm. add. Safely, you know. Good, good. Social distancing good. and all the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I actually must felt good here because it's it's. Uh, that must have felt good where you're where you're at. Uh, I would imagine that must have been nice. That must have been. Yeah, because you know what our weather's like here, Andy. It's just always up and down. Rain, grey skies, bit of sunshine again. Cold, and then it's hot again. I was like, whatever. Okay. You know, you learn mm. to deal with the UK weather, but. Uh, you guys yeah. get a lot more sunshine than we do, and it's it's just when we do get it, we're like, yes, you know, everything changes. People run outside and like, yeah, I'm gonna do this barbecues, and every just everybody just goes crazy and they love it. Of course, that's not that's a good nice. thing when you got a COVID situation going on, right? I mean, right. You know, Has, have, have things? Uh, we'll talk about this during the show, of course. But have things? Yes, uh, um Apparently, not based on reality, but because of the vaccines and the lowering of the numbers have things waxed there in in people's perception of this thing being behind us for the most part is that have you seen that over there i think they have but i wouldn't say dramatically um mm-hmm. because our numbers are dropping so if anything that's evident that we haven't gone crazy with it all yet i mean we're slowly mm-hmm. coming out of this lockdown as you know and um from yeah. me uh, going out for my my exercise my walks and stuff and there's, there are actually a lot more people around um, and a lot more cars on the road. It seems uh, a lot more busier, but I haven't seen for my own eyes or heard of people being stupid. 
Um, the only situation was when, you know, the Sarah Everard murder uh, vigil was taking place and everybody just gathered there, even though they were warned by police not to because of social mm. distancing and the COVID situation. So that got a bit out of hand. But other than that, you know, I can't really report any uh, any slacking and, and falling into that trap of breaking the rules and um, just throwing caution to the wind. So... I don't know. All seems okay at the moment, Andy. We shall see what progresses. But I just hope people try and do the right thing, sweetheart. I really do, because you know, with everything that's been in the news all over the weekend yeah. and today, it's 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 not looking good. So yeah, the um, you know, it's interesting. We're seeing um, an incredible um, spike in the country of Brazil, which is. Uh, uh, accounting for 25% of the COVID deaths right now. And the, wow. um, as we've learned previously, um, the age group most affected by, uh, in terms of mortality of the, of the disease, of the virus, has been the elderly population. Um, and others, of course, but, the, but we've, you know, it's definitely taken a toll on, on the elderly. Um, and the, uh, the, the age group mostly being affected in the country of Brazil right now is uh, 34 to 60 um in brazil and and they're you know it's really uh it's one heck of a of a situation they have there right now i mean they're yeah it's it's a spike and what has happened previously is we've seen it spike in other countries we've seen it spike in brazil and in france and italy and uh, then making its way over to the united states and we've also seen the uk and then of course all the variants that have been uh, uh kind of unraveled and determined to be you know slightly different than the original uh, mm. uh, protein virus, the original spike protein, the original SARS virus that causes this thing. It's it's uh, yeah. it's mutated somewhat, and uh, and we're waiting. You know, it, it, here it's been. I mean, I was traveling around in L.A. I'm we're in Los Angeles, folks. This this part of the Andy and Amanda show is in California, and uh, and traveling around the Los Angeles area over the weekend, traffic has been like it was uh, pre-COVID. I mean, the the, the the picture you get, or those of you who have traveled to LA and they say, Oh my God, the traffic and the 405 and the 101. And a lot of you can relate to what I'm talking about, uh, which, you know, and, and have, being a resident here in California kind of depends like anywhere else, but you, it doesn't have to be that way. And once you learn your way around and figure out the best time to travel, you can get around pretty easily here. A lot of the time. I don't, even, I don't know if I'd say most of the time, a lot of the time, but yeah. um, the, the traffic over the weekend has been uh, pre COVID. I mean, it's, you know, instead of 25, uh, minutes to get across town down to the beach it's 45 minutes which still isn't horrible i mean it's 40 you know it's still not well there's like you know 45 minutes from the mountains to the beach i mean come on uh really yeah <laughs> you know but yeah. but you know on a ride that normally you know you're in southern california and it would normally take 25 minutes to get from the mountains to the beach not no i say the mountains i don't mean up in the mountains i mean you know the, yeah. the base cities around the mountains just to the uh, northeast of, of downtown Los Angeles, the Pasadena area, Altadena area, uh, La Cañada area, if a lot of you know what I'm talking about. But uh, those are areas just to the, you know, if you have the coast, then you go in inland from the coast um, in the car for about 15, 20 minutes, you know, actually pass downtown Los Angeles in the, in the cities. And then you go another 10 or 15 minutes uh, east of that, you start hitting the the Pasadena area and some really nice um, suburbs of, of LA uh, that are nestled beneath the San Gabriel mountains. Um, Sierra Madre it's, it's you, you'll get here someday. I mean, it's really, it's really nice, but the ride yeah. usually from that Pasadena area down to the beach um, in a no traffic zone would be 25 to 35 minutes. And, um, and normally take COVID out of here. It can be 45 minutes down 
to the beach area and an hour to two hours in traffic to get back. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's unreal. Wow. You think, yeah. When people think they've seen traffic, come out to L.A., I'll show you traffic. However, having <laughs> been a Philly, New York boy all my life except my move here, I don't think it's bad as New York. Not as bad as New York. Yeah. And, I, you know, New York's been in my backyard, too, most of my life. So I, I, having been experienced both the George Washington Bridge, the Lincoln Tunnel, the 95, oh, my God, the Connecticut Turnpike, all that, you can have it. I'll take L.A. any day. <laughs> anyway, now that we've had the traffic report for the weekend, uh, even though the weekend is, is behind us and the traffic report is no longer valid, um, that's what we do here on the Andy and Amanda Show, talk to th- talk about things which are not important anymore. Anyway, um, so um, <laughs> so uh, it, what else is cooking the news over there? Any is it you know is COVID's still there? I know and um, yeah, I mean there's a lot to cover in, in terms of that. Um, so the the row that we've had with EU is still a big thing right now with EU wanting to ban coronavirus vaccine supplies reaching us. So uh, the UK is one of the, the biggest orders for the EU. Over a six-week period, the EU sent out 41 million vaccines uh, to 33 countries, and the UK had 10 million of those vaccines. And ever since, they believe we were trying to hold back our supplies for ourselves and not meeting the agreement set out between the EU and the UK of distribution of the AstraZeneca vaccine for use in the EU. Um, so the AstraZeneca as well as Pfizer use uh, the facilities in Europe to produce and send out mm. vaccines. And so it's not the EU themselves uh, who organize such things, but um, there have been what seems to be a bitterness between um, EU and us building and building. And our government and Boris Johnson have said that we were not stopping anything or trying to cause problems for anyone. And from what I read a short time ago um, and even covered on one of the shows, that when this issue uh, first arose, it was due to a facility within Europe that was having issues um, getting out the vaccine to the EU. So uh, Defence Secretary Ben Wallace um, has been able to see the bigger picture over these claims Mm -hmm. and has said that both the EU and UK should live up to their contractual obligations. Uh, The European Union stands for the rule of law, and that means we should all abide by our contracts. We are legally all obliged both the buyer and the purchaser. The European Commission was counterproductive and that trying to build walls around this would only damage both EU and UK citizens. And uh, the European Commissioner, Ms. McGuinness, has said, I think all of us should put our hands up and say we were not prepared for this global pandemic. We did not do our best at the beginning, but we are doing our best now to protect our citizens. I think we all need to, if you like, calm down. Look very dispassionately, dispassionately at the situation around the raw materials of vaccines, around where they are produced and how we might ramp up that production. And I agree with them. I agree yeah. with what they're saying. We need to just put this silliness to the side and just work on solving this issue. Um, but, yeah, like you were saying, Andy, about cases rising in the many parts, um, India has had a huge rise in cases within a week with a record of 260,000 coronavirus cases last week and it's been reported as the worst weekly increase since the pandemic began early last year uh they are claiming that it is down to poor safety protocols that has driven this surge and are unsure at this point if new variants are playing somewhat of a part in all of this so in mumbai they will be rolling out uh, random rapid tests in crowded areas such as shopping centers and train stations 
Um, according mm. to a doctor who has treated thousands of COVID patients, he said the rise is not surprising that people were assuming that they had reached a level of herd immunity and that the vaccine was a sign of normal times again. So right now, Andy, with the U.S. states stopping the use of masks and a few places in Europe struggling with high increases in cases alongside India, I mean, this could all get crazy again in a heartbeat, right? And I think mm. the vaccine mm. has gone to people's heads and not just the immune oh, system. Yeah. You know, that, that third wave that Europe is talking of, Boris Johnson has expressed today how that will wash up on the UK shores. So, you know, there's a lot of tension over here right now and concern that, you know, we're going to experience this new wave of um, another surge of all these cases and we need to be very careful. And like I answered to you before, darling, that we are being careful as much as possible. I haven't seen any evidence of us not being, but people are still so eager to get out of this lockdown and that's understandable. So um, the other thing, sweetheart, is the uh, US AstraZeneca trials. Um, they did these trials um, in the US uh, yeah. and it was successful. The vaccine was successful over there and is claiming that it is safe and completely effective with results of it being 79% effective at stopping systematic COVID disease and 100% effective at preventing people from falling seriously ill and showed no safety issues with blood clots. So they're hoping that this has influenced the EU countries who placed a temporary hold on the use of the AstraZeneca vaccine being used due to the safety concerns of those blood clots uh, to feel assured mm. knowing that the vaccine is safe. Uh, a new trial data may also reassure those countries who do not authorise uh, the use of the vaccine for the elderly due to no solid evidence of the vaccine offering the same level of protection to those aged 65 and above. So this is proven now that around fifth, a fifth of the volunteers were aged 65 and over and they were given two doses at four weeks apart and supposedly it offered them the same amount of protection as to younger age groups. So the vaccine should be approved by regulators in the U.S. within the next couple of months. So we shall see how that goes as well. Um, so that's hopefully helping Europe to make a few decisions here as well. So um, you, mm -hmm. you sound like you can say something, sweetheart. No, no, I'm enjoying uh, listening. I'm also, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm also infatuated with your voice and your accent, so keep talking. I'm, I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. No, I'm hearing news and digesting what you're saying and, and, uh, and seeing the same thing here, but uh, you're, you're much more, um, I'm sure, audience, and I know I may, uh, are much more attentive to when you talk about things than me. So, no, no, anyway. no, 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 no. <laughs> but thank you. You're so sweet. <laughs> Um, yeah, the other thing that I found... Go ahead. Go, 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 go. No, no, I insist, please. Oh, you insist. I insist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, the other thing that I found interesting, and if I'm honest, a little scary, as it's all don't be, like... Don't, we can't be honest or scary on this show. No. Oh, I know, right? I can yeah. be scary, but I don't know about being scary, right? <laughs> well, you... <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... Um, all this uh, futuristic stuff that we see and predicting in movies um, for like years now, um, like coming true. Uh, for example, um, the UK is planning to drop the size of our army by 10,000 people because they're focusing on technology like robots and drones and cyber warfare mm. being their main mm. focus. Okay. Uh, I think it's <laughs> the robots that are flashing mm. up images of Arnie and the Terminator 
And wow, that 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 liquid metal one in the second Terminator movie. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I can see the yeah. <laughs> so oh uh, yeah. when I was reading yeah. that, I had those images in my head. I was like, no, 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 no. So they are mm. planning on increasing more ships and submarines and sailors. Ahoy, Baharities. Um, they are saying that it could be made through natural movements, such as not replacing those who have left with new recruits. Mm-hmm. So our Defence Secretary, Ben Wallace, will be making a statement in the House of Commons later um, but there's been concern with our Labour Party because of the threats against the UK are always increasing. Uh, but dear old Boris mm. said overhauling against the UK are always increasing, but uh, um, the armed forces would make them more valuable to the UK's allies and act as a uh, deterrent to the nation's foes. So we shall see if dropping those amount of troops is going to be a wise thing or not, but uh, they obviously know what they're investing in with technology and how they're going to move forward with all that. But um, And let's face it, technology is now starting to govern all aspects of our life, right? From yeah. every area we can think of. But, you know, as long as I have no interactions with any robots from Skynet or freaky, freaky liquid dudes looking to chase yeah. me, I'm good with this, Andy, I'm good with this. <laughs> yeah, I, I I hear you. I hear you. It's, it's uh, yeah, it, it's incredible. The the uh, what's that? You know, in the automotive industry, I mean, you've, I don't know if you've seen uh, videos of of inside of car manufacturing you know, plants and factories, and how the assembly line is all you know robots you know, and big you know, mechanical arms that put various pieces and components of the cars together yeah. these days and paint paint the cars. Boom, 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 boom. It used to be all yeah. done by. But people, you know, uh, as a as a guitar player, and a lot of, a lot of our listeners at this point, those of you who don't know, Amanda and I are both musicians. My my full time gig, uh, all this this show is is I must say, <laughs> has almost become my my new full time gig. But um, and I'm I'm loving it too. I'm, I'm loving it. But anyway, the um, oh, my my real full time gig, and and let's say my my income, I'll put it that way. You know, I'll I'll get back to that in a second. Remind me. But you know what? Okay. The I think we talked about this off off the air. I think it was either you and I or Cornell or the three of us. I forget. But um, your occupation doesn't necessarily mean what your living is derived from from in terms of income. Your occupation is actually anything that you're doing at the moment. That's your occupation. Yeah. You know about that. You know what I mean. You're, what What is your occupation? Well, now or when? when? Right now, I'm uh, kind of sitting. This desk and, and our LA studios and talk on the microphone and that's my I'm a radio person. Hey, I'm <laughs> I, I'm a radio I'm a radio personality, an, an internet radio person, internet radio person. But anyway, um, but anyway, so occupation. This, this we're gonna we're gonna get back into the to the not only the occupation that Amanda and I have and others involved in the show, and especially in our our uh, show coordinator Cornell Butler, and we put this together out of passion and commitment and to go out there and make a difference and, and not take ourselves too seriously at the same time. Um, but we're going to talk about, you know, supporting the show and getting the show out there and funding it uh, through our supporters, through our listeners and our audience. And we're going to get more into that as we move along here next uh, week or two, because we're, we're going to be launching a GoFundMe and a Kickstarter and all these things to really uh, get the show um, off the runway, so to speak, because we've talked about, you know, like the plane going down the runway, it's ready to take flight. And uh, we're we're up we're up near believe it or not Amanda we're up near we're just over or close to depending on what source you look at 300 shows it just seemed like we did the 250th tribute show two wow. days ago wow. yeah uh, and uh, you know we created the program on Block Talk Radio for this it, you know it should, you know it shows episodes uh, it was like 
304. But then you look at something else as 290. We're up near 300. I'm going to try to get an accurate count on that, and we'll do it. Yes. A real nice wow. 300th show. You know, that's, about, that's from the beginning. Our, our one-year anniversary is April 15th when the, wow. when the Coast to Coast show. We are we are listed as Coast to Coast Live. That's actually, we're the Andy and Amanda show on Coast to Coast Live. But if folks listening to us on Block Talk Radio, which is where we do broadcast a live talk show from, with the number being 515-605-9888, um, you'll see it listed as the Coast to Coast Live. That's kind of our umbrella company name and then we have the Andy and Amanda show under I don't know how it works but anyway it is the Andy and Amanda show <laughs> all right now it what is. was I yeah, yeah I want we the have our, thank you yeah we have uh, thank you thank you thank you we have our um our um what was I saying before <laughs> our uh, <laughs> we have uh some um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got to pick a fucking auto Yes, moving right along, um, <laughs> we have our oh, our, I know what it was. Um, yes. Our our one year anniversary show is coming up April fifteenth. Mm. So we should we oh, should yeah. plan. So that's you know really I mean that's you know, I think that I mean, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank oh, you very much. You. Yeah, we're we can't believe it's what a, you know it's not a year yet. So I'm not gonna you know I'm not you know we're not there yet, but. It's still um, what a year it's been. It's been amazing. I mean, um, you know, I, I, where we were a year ago, especially, um, you know, we I think what provided the impetus to even do this was was the George Floyd murder by a police officer and and the the, the ebony and ivory or black and white perspective on the news, which was Lloyd Booker and myself. We started this thing last April, and then we. You tumbled and, and tossed and threw the dice and went different directions and added some different things and programming. And Amanda joined us in, in July. We became the Andy and Amanda show. And we were talking all about the politics, the election, and the, the election being stolen. And, of course, that occupied a lot of our time, as it did a lot of, of the media in general, I guess, which we are part of in a very small way. Um, and um, then the election was behind us, and we said, what are we going to do now? <laughs> yeah. uh oh uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Hey, you know we're trying our best. You know we're, we're, but you know something. You know, we're, you know. I promised you nothing. You know. That's right. <laughs> so you don't take. You know, I'm not. You don't have. You don't have to. You don't have to stay here. But you no know, time for sex. That's the problem here. <laughs> you know. Oh, but, that um, seems to be a lot of people's problem. Yeah. It, that that is that is the uh, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It is. Or, or people have the time, but they just don't get right into it. I mean, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's very sad. Yeah. But this this coming week, uh, and this coming week, we're uh, well, you know. Um, well, this coming be... week, you are not going to initiate. No. No. Oh. Not a thing. Thank you. Thank you, Doctor Ruth. Continue. <laughs> that was getting. I was getting into that. Initiate what? Let's talk. Let's talk. Hey, Amanda. Uh, um, Ask me to join the show what I did this weekend. One second, sweetheart. Um, everything's coming in in uh, bits and bobs there. It's breaking up a little. Yeah, you're breaking up You're breaking up here too um, a little bit. But, but, uh, is, it, is it any better no, now? Is it clearer now? Yes, it is. Yes. Ah, yes. There, there we go. It's resolved itself. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. You're better, what, what but was it I, I, I want to. I want to. I played the guitar this weekend. Ooh. I took out the guitar and I played just. I plugged in and played a bunch of uh, tunes on the guitar, and I want to play 
something I came up with on the show. I want, to, I want your opinion on what you think. I would love I want, to hear it. We're going to call it music. I'll do it right now. Why wait? I want to do it. Are you going to hear a tune? Do it. Yeah. Just on the guitar. I got to find it. I have it here somewhere. Where's that tune? Actually, this is an excerpt. I did. I just plugged the guitar and just played a whole bunch of things. But this is, you know, just one tune after another, kind of just on one track. But but take a listen to, uh, take a listen to, um, to this if I can. Give me a minute here. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. Do, okay, do, 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 okay. do, do. You do what you mm-hmm. need to do, though. I'm, 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 tr- I'm trying to find. We will it. not deal with you. I uh, know. I'm, I'm a little sloppy today. I'm working at it. Give me a second. Okay, here we go. Got it. Got it. Sorry about the delay. Here we go. This is this is Andy playing the blues just on the guitar. And uh, tell me what you think. I just kind of picked up the guitar and whipped that out. I, so if somebody, the, the crazy thing is, if somebody asked me to do that again, I couldn't. Like I just picked up the guitar. I, it's like a song. It's not. I just was fiddling with the guitar. But so that's a that's a, a one and done deal. Thank you, man. I, I I kind of I'm wondering if I should take that and just kind of 
you know, EQ it out a little bit and, and send it out as a, a guitar instrumental. Just put it out on CD Baby. Just put the tune out there, just as you heard it. I wonder. What do you think? I don't know. Oh yeah, I can hear it in a movie. You know, one of those uh, the parts that I play. You know, somebody's doing something and it's. I see them like traveling in a car or something, or doing some sort of dramatic, like in between scene, and you know that music's playing. Or yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, because if you put it out there, there's a company called the CD Baby, and they released my very first record, 1994 or five, uh, somewhere around there. But um, I think there's nine or ten or records. Center or something, but they they, they have they have um, they've released quite a bit of my music, some of the live recordings, and uh, the cool thing about CD Baby is that they have a part of their company where they will go out and collect royalties from companies that use your music in various productions, whether it be a, a commercial or a TV show or a movie or something, and they go out and they they act as your agent and collect the uh, collect the whatever the appropriate fees are, the two and a half cents you get. Um, for you, and that's uh, for you musicians out there. Um, if you haven't, you probably know about CD Baby, but if you uh, um, if yeah. you don't, you should check them out um, and consider them a resource to get your music out and get it played and distributed. They're, they're terrific, and there's others too. You know, there's other companies too, but CD Baby is. Uh, I've used others uh, with with great yeah. success, I must say. But CD Baby seems to be like the the, the platform, the, the one of the stronger players in the music distribution biz for independent and non-major label artists such as myself and yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adi I love it I think it's really really good sweetheart you're so talented well I appreciate that I do appreciate that because you, yeah. you, you know I finally had to uh, you know I, I lost it in my heart over the weekend and you know I had to I had to um, well you know, had to Wash that girl right out of your hair. I did. I did it help, sweetheart. You do love to know. So the guitar is usually remedy for that, you know. Anyway, yeah. folks, um, so how do we how do we get to what we're anyway? We were talking about something else before I know it, but uh, uh, some news. We we're talking about news, COVID vaccine. Uh, how do we yeah. get to anyway? Let's all right. Back to the news. Sorry it about is. that. This happens to us, okay. and it doesn't matter. I'm sure people. It doesn't matter. It. Yeah, yeah, we get there. So here's something interesting. Three fully vaccinated Hawaii residents who were, you know, again they were injected, you know, the, both vaccines. I think uh, two with the. Uh, with the uh, uh, Pfizer, uh, one with Moderna, were um, infected by the coronavirus. Oh. And and uh, and uh, these are healthcare workers, and they became infected after receiving both doses. And uh, all three cases, the patients did not become severely ill, and it does not really appear that they transmitted the virus to anyone else. The State Department of Health said in Hawaii. Okay. Um, one of those patients was a health. Yeah, one of the patients was a healthcare worker in Oahu who completed their vaccine regimen back in early January. You know, the healthcare workers were the first to get this. Uh, frontline workers, of course. And about mm-hmm. a month later, the worker traveled to several cities in the U.S. Um, and uh, ultimately did COVID tests and found that that she was in fact positive, and two others accompanied in that same path. Um, but this is kind of interesting, and even though this is in the news now, and say, oh, my God, if you get vaccinated, you still get infected. We talked about 
I'm going back, I don't know, it seems like two months, maybe more, that we had, went into meticulous description of how this vaccine, how the, the foundation of the physiology, if you will, the logistics of how this vaccine works versus every other immunologic type of vaccine we've ever had in human history, how, how these vaccines operate on a completely different platform. And we also talked about um, the fact that this will not prevent you from getting infected. And in fact, if you're vaccinated, you can actually, at the time, um, we were told and, and, and researched, and, and we did that research here as well, um, that, hey, this is not going to prevent you from getting infected. It's yeah. going to prevent the infection from doing anything to you. Or if it does anything to you, at least it's not going to kill you. That's a yes. definite. Right? Yeah. You might get some, a little something, but if you, if you get anything at all, it's not going to kill you. And in fact, you can, it was thought at the time, that you can actually infect other people. So even if you're vaccinated, you got to wear a mask to protect others, to protect others. And then I think yeah. it, I'm going maybe a month ago, you know, bam, through history of the show. But I remember this long dissertation practically, and you and I were going back and forth. And I was going to this, all this, you know, research that I looked at, and anybody else can too. I'm, believe me, I'm, I'm not an, a journal, professional journalist or do have the capability of, of looking into these things any more than anybody else does, just that we get on the, on the microphones here around the world yeah. to talk about it. Um, don't claim to be a journalist. Don't claim to be an expert in anything. Really, story of my life. You know what I mean? But anyway, uh, <laughs> but we do oh, research so and we source and we and we study and we investigate and we talk about what we came up with and we 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 offer this platform to to do that and for others to share their experience in their life too. For those of you who want to, or those of you who listen to the podcast, and you know, hopefully provide some food for thought. But anyway, um, getting back to we, we went into how this um, how this works and how it is different. In a in a chemical, you know, in a physiological sense, and how it reacts to the human body and what it does, and how it's different than like flu shot or a polio shot or a tetanus shot. Uh, mm-hmm. It works on a different platform. Uh, it, yeah. it sends a code. Your RNA or DNA says, "Hey, if this particular spike protein infects your the, my, my body, don't let it do anything." As opposed yeah. to injecting a piece of of the virus and developing antibodies, and then one, then other, you get infected down the road. You have the antibodies, and they fight the virus off. This doesn't work that way. Uh, yeah. And it's the very, very first, um, I guess we can call it technology that's ever been introduced into um, into the human physiology. Um, that that's worked. That's sent a, an RNA code. Hey, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. But the headline is three fully vaccinated Hawaii residents infected with coronavirus. Why is that a headline? We knew you can get infected with coronavirus if you get vaccinated. You know, yeah. to me, the headline does nothing but scare people. Oh my God, the vac- vaccine doesn't work. Oh my God. Um, I mean, I'm not, if you read the article, you'll see that people were vaccinated, they were infected, but they didn't spread it to anybody, and no one else became infected because they did. That should be yeah. the headline. That should be the headline. Hey, yeah. three people who were infected, uh, who were vaccinated. Um, became infected and zero spread to anybody else. That's the headline. I know it really bothers me, Andy, that they use headlines like that just to get people focused on their website or newspaper or whatever it is. You know, just to get people reading. But the what the moral in all of this? Like the morals are just out of the window because that causes fear, so much fear and panic in people. They only have to look yep. at those headlines. That's it. They'll panic. 
and what it does to their bodies. You know, in fact, I'm glad that we've had this conversation because um, something I was going to mention in the show anyway was, um, you know, you know, we've discussed on many a show about the power of the mind and mm-hmm. having mindset, mm-hmm. okay, and how fear can manipulate um, the chemistry in your body, how your immune system can scientifically, your immune system can fail just from being fearful. So keeping this in mind, and we've got this whole COVID thing going on all around the world, and it's reported all the time of all these dramatic situations, and now we've got this third wave, and you know, and what is that doing to people? Now, I've had some experiences with people that I know mm-hmm. that have had the COVID, and they were okay up until the point they, they were diagnosed with it. I mean, they, they experienced the symptoms, sure. They were dealing with it, but the moment they got diagnosed, they suddenly mm-hmm. rapidly went downhill very quickly. Now, science and, and everything else out there at the moment is going to say, okay, well, this is what how COVID works. But are they taking into consideration the fear factor and the power of the mind and how thoughts alone, knowing that you've got the COVID, situ- uh, COVID situation, that you've got the coronavirus, somehow speeds up that process of it taking you down and ultimately killing you because the fear has consumed you that much. You think, I've got no way out. So many people have died from this. I'm going to die, blah, blah, blah. You've got all those natural thoughts and fears. Mm-hmm. And yet mm-hmm. there are people out there that yeah. have recovered from this. And yes. the mindset isn't covered. So is it in their mind that they are determined to overcome this illness and that is what has contributed to their immune system working much more effectively and helping mm-hmm. them to heal this? And there's people out there who are not afraid at all and have not yet experienced COVID. And that's not to say they won't, but they may recover from it in a different way. So I find that very interesting. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important for people to try and keep this in mind when it comes to this situation. It's so easy to be scared from all of this, but science does prove that mindset over the body is everything. There's been people that have healed Mm -hmm. themselves just from the way they've changed their thoughts because it's assisted in the chemistry and the the DNA, the cells all working together to do what they need to do to heal whatever it is the symptom or disease or condition is within your body. So who's to say that we can't do the same thing with COVID alongside having the vaccination, you know, Mm -hmm, keeping mm -hmm. the social distancing, wearing the mask, Mm -hmm. doing all the right things, but keeping that mindset is so important. And uh, if anything, it's taught me a lot. It's taught me a lot. I think it's almost as important as, uh, or just as important. You know, Orlando Bloom, the the British actor, yes. Orlando, and you know, uh, I think it's what you just said is. What is that? What is that sound clip? I think you, what you just said is very important, um, as important <laughs> as uh, as Orlando Bloom uh, and Katy Perry um, not having enough sex. And, He's going to have sex okay. for the rest of their life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yes, uh, Orlando Bloom candidly shared in, in, in an interview with a, a publication called The Guardian that he had, and the, the roar, you know, roar song uh, singer, composer, aren't having enough sex, but uh, talked to Dr. Perry having just given birth in August. But yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, we've got to talk about the important things here. Uh, he, Orlando Bloom had said that uh, his greatest loves of his life are his son, Flynn, whom he uh, shares with his uh, former wife, Miranda Kerr, and his late dog, Mighty. 
Um, okay. They, yeah, yeah. Mighty died over the summer. He was uh, taken by Cody, and uh, it, it affected him to the point where he put uh, a big tattoo of Mighty on his chest. But well, so, as you're well, saying, you know, there are things that are very, very important in in life uh, that you know that can yeah strike a chord. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, after oh, Chevy goodness. Chase is is home now, after spending five weeks in the hospital with a heart ailment, the comedian oh. slapstick actor, yeah, and he's been um, glad to be home. He's been home for a few days now, and is um, without quoting him specifically, he's commented that you know having you know now he's home and is able to you know, just watching TV and hanging around the house, not doing anything, and, and glad to be home and doing well and not doing anything. What he is doing is watching television and has been so incredibly disappointed with the quality of comedy and the quality of entertainment that we're all seeing on TV. And we've talked about that too on, on the show and uh, yeah. had, had other people in the business get on the show and, and it, who are out there doing it come in as well about the, the quality and how, how shows are made and what's, what's involved and how things come from ideas to being in production, um, going to production. And, um, We've, we spent a lot of time on that arena. We'll continue to do so on this show. Uh, but I agree. You know, Chevy Chase came out and said, man, what did, what did, you know, he's looking at this comedy and these, these crappy programs that are on. And just, you know, and, that, and that's the level of, of comedy and the level of what the presentation is that's going out to kids and the adults, young adults who, who tuned, tend to, to watch some of the episodics, which I won't name any in particular by name. Um, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners and, and, um, and our audience and people who, who are tuning into the show who watch TV, I personally don't really. Um, but I've scanned the channels like anybody else and seen some of the crap that's out there. How about you? How about, I have a question. Yeah, go for it. I think what it was. Um, what was my question? Do you remember? <laughs> um, Did it have something to do with the uh, entertainment on TV by any chance? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes, it was. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. It just, it's just the thought and the excitement of asking you something distracts my my mind, you know. It's, you know. Oh, anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the TV program, the, this, mm. you have commercial broadcast. Oh, my, we talked about the license. Oh, my God, we went into that detail. The license you need, I'm not going to go back there again. But I remember we had this long conversation <laughs> about this. So let's without without diving into that again and put the license thing, which mm. is obviously ludicrous and fucking crazy as far as I'm concerned, that you guys have to pay all that money to watch TV there. But put that aside. Um, the programming, <laughs> the programming itself, the programming itself, um, is it U.S. programming or or do you get a lot of programming that is produced there in the U.K. that you guys watch regularly? Oh. The episodics, the weeklies, the comedies, the, you know, whatever the shows, you know, the regular programs. Yeah. We get both. I mean, we get just as much of both. Um, mm-hmm. We get so many U.S. shows and uh, aired over here um, on cable more so than uh, terrestrial TV. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we've grown up with Hollywood so much in mm-hmm. the U.K. It's always been a part of our lives. So sure. um, it's, it's, it has the same kind of dominance as, as U.K. television in all fairness. And I guess with such things as Netflix and um, oh, yeah, Amazon yeah. Prime and stuff, you know, we've got even mm-hmm. more to our 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 Yeah, what was I saying there? Our more to our disposal. We are executing uh, on our plan. Uh huh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. we are. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I was interested about yeah. You know, here, uh, as I said earlier on the show, there's been a tremendous influx of children, uh, unaccompanied children at the U.S. border in, uh, in near El Paso, Texas. And uh, normally, folks, uh, for those who don't know and those who might know, you know, I'm just kind of telling how it is. There, we have a law here in this country uh, that says when a, a kid comes into the country, they can only be be detained or if you want held in a specific place at the border under the protection, if you want to call it that, or under the auspices of the Homeland Security in their holding holding facilities. I don't want to call them holding cells, but they are uh, they're holding cells, but let's just call them, let's be more polite and kinder and call them facilities. Yeah. Um, up to 10 days. And, um, wow. and one of our own, you know, a, um, you know, a congressman went down there and, and, um, it was appalled to see some kids crying, a 13-year-old uh, girl crying hysterically, and, the, and I'm going to uh, talk about oh, that in just a second. Actually, I'm not going to talk about it. I want to play a clip here that addresses it. Um, well, but anyway, uh, these – and what the, what the controversy has been uh, by Democrats and Republicans alike um, that you know, is, is the Biden policy about you know, letting, having people come in, not, not, not opening the book and saying, hey, anybody wants to come to America, come to America. People are being – uh, turned back. They're being expelled. They are being prevented from entering the country in masses. They are not just opening the book. I want to make that very, very clear. Um, because some people say, oh, he's for open borders. Anybody come in. That is not the case. Kids and adults and families are being um, turned back, turned away. Um, one mother uh, of some kids that came into the country was murdered in the on the plight to get to the U.S. border, and they're saying for your own safety, for your own security, don't make the trip now. If you want to come to the United States, if you can come into the United States within our laws, within the within the platform that we've established, within the foundation, within the rules of our land that allow you to come in or might not allow you to come in, you have to apply under those guidelines. You just can't come into the country and say, I'm an American now. It doesn't work that way. It, it hasn't worked that way, um, and it won't work that way. Um, but there are there are methodologies, there are ways to come into this country, um, and uh, what the, what this administration has has been very keen about expressing is is you know um, anybody coming in who who we believe needs protection, you know, uh, I mean, there's yeah. hu- humanitarian uh, mission here as well. I mean, come on, we're not you know, and, and that's that's who we are as a country. Um, yeah. Let's hear the Homeland Security chief. Um, uh, I want to play a little bit of a of a clip here, and uh, then, we'll, then we'll talk about it uh, after. Um, here we go. I have said right. repeatedly uh, from the very outset that a border patrol station is no place for a child, and that is why uh, we are working around the clock to move those children out of the border patrol facilities into the care and custody of the Department of Health and Human Services uh, that shelters them. Uh, Let me say also one thing about uh, what Senator Murphy experienced on our trip on Friday uh, to El Paso. That 13-year-old girl who was in tears uh, was a young girl who would have been expelled uh, back into Mexico uh, during the Trump administration. And what we are doing is addressing uh, the humanitarian needs of those children uh, in a way that uh, reflects our values and our principles as a country. We are executing uh, on our plan. It does take time. It is difficult. Uh, Our plan includes the deployment of the Federal Emergency Management Administration, FEMA, to assist HHS in building its capacity more rapidly to shelter the children.
but it is taking time and it is difficult because the entire system was dismantled by the prior administration. There was a system in place in both Republican and Democratic administrations that was torn down uh, during the Trump administration, and that is why the challenge is more acute than it ever has been before. Well, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing that they're, they're addressing such things. And there's been a lot going around, I noticed, um, about attacking Biden for um, all the, the party as such for claiming that, you know, calling it a, a, like the South you just mentioned just now, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. claiming that each party or, or person who, who's, who's in power at the time calls it something different, but it's mainly the same thing and doing the same thing. But by the sounds of it, of the clip you've just played, Andy, it's very clear that um, Biden is trying to address it in the more appropriate and compassionate way that hasn't been done before. So yeah. I think that's that's hopeful. That's beautiful. Um, but it Biden's going to get attacked for all these things, isn't he? He really is. Yep. 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 Um you know, they're saying uh, the jur- journalists are not allowed into these facilities where these kids are being held. Um, the Trump and, and Biden spent his whole campaign and, and, and his post-campaign, post-election, uh, post-inauguration in his administration of, um, of, of reiterating, you know, time and time again, um, how transparent this administration would indeed be. And mm. the, the, uh, the feedback has been, well, um, <laughs> then how come journalists can't come in and, and take a look at these facilities and, and report and, and, and provide to our, or the, the audience and the people of the country what, what's going on here? How come we can't get a, a candid look and see what's actually going on and get a feel for the situation? Um, yeah. Because we certainly did under Donald Trump. You know, we did yeah. under Trump. We were able to go in and see, and we, we weren't happy with what we saw. We talked about that on their show as well at the time. But yeah. uh, the... Um, and, and the response has been, for the most part, that, you know, we are dealing with this, and there's two sides of this, we are dealing with this crisis, and it is a crisis, um, and I think an unexpected uh, crisis for, for Joe Biden. I don't think he was expecting the, the significance of, of what, of where, of, you know, the paramount of importance that this would be and what's going on right now at the border, but it's happening. And, yeah. um, and, and, and the thing is that during the Trump administration, we were also dealing with the pandemic. You know, they're saying, well, we're dealing with the pandemic right now. It's not as easy as you think. There's a lot going on. There's, you know, we have so much to do. And the journalists are saying, uh, and some Democratic uh, uh, congressional leaders as well, um, you know, we should be able to get in there. I mean, you know, I know it's during, you know, and, and journalists have done amazing things and reported on amazing, uh, you know, uh, uh, events and crises in the, since this pandemic and have covered yeah. it. Safely, yeah. safely. They, they they know how to do this, you know. So so why have they not been, you know, let in to to look at these facilities? And I understand. Okay, it's during the pandemic. I also understand that these folks, are, the, the people who are running these facilities and, and and managing these kids and making arrangements to to reunite them with either family members here or with their family members who have also come in or came in or wherever they might be. It's one hell of a job, and these folks are under a lot of pressure, working under a lot of stress, dealing with children. There's a lot going on, and they're saying, you know what? The last thing we need here is a bunch of reporters walking around. You know, it just, you know, just 
let's get this thing under control. Let's let's put this system in place. Let's get get these kids out of here because they are only supposed to spend 72 hours here. And right now we're in violation of a law because they've been here yeah. 10 days. So we got to deal with that. Um, folks, you know, this is, let's say I'm a worker talking to the journalist. Be patient. We're going to get you in here. We're going to we're going to be transparent. We're going to let you see exactly what we're doing, what we did, how we're doing it, how we did it, and how we're going to move this in a in a humanitarian, uh, forward, uh, beneficial uh, way, a manner. Um, let us let us do that. Um, I don't know. You know, I'm just putting that out there. How do I feel about it? Yeah. If somebody asks yeah. me. I, I don't know. I, I think a limited amount of journalism would be okay. Let let them come in. Let them be a fly on a wall. You know, if people, if 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 I'm told that these kids, these kids, children, children, are being held the equivalent of detention facilities, and and I know they're not being held in, as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, folks. As far as I know, they're not being held in the cages like they were with, in the Trump administration. We all heard about that. Uh, yeah. But these facilities, they're they're taking turns when they could sleep on mats. You know, they're oh just, we don't have the facilities to keep all these kids. Um, wow. It's it's not good. It's not pleasant. And I guess reporters want to come in there and, and say, hey, here's what's going on, folks. And this is Joe Biden. This is that guy who we, who said, hey, everything's transparent. We're going to ABC and we're going to handle the, the border crisis and so forth. Uh, here's what we're looking at. Here's some pictures, folks. Here's kids that are staying up ungodly hours and rotating when they can sleep on mats and so forth. And uh, Joe Biden, what what was that you said? Well, what what you know? Um, and and I don't know, and nobody does. What's going on in these facilities? And I think we have a right to know. We are America. We are the American citizens. We are we are the country where these folks want to come into and and live and 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 pave an amazingly effective life for themselves here in this country, which is what we're all about as a population, not as a country. You know, we have the opportunity here. You're welcome to come here under the right conditions. Um, and 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 take advantage of what we offer. You know, become a citizen. Do it. Do it. Vote. Pay taxes. Yes. Do it. Work. Make money. Spread the money around. You know, do it. Absolutely. I hope you do great. Hope you do great. You come come in legally. Come in legally. Right. Uh, but um, how how is that? You know, it's something that you know. I, I don't know. What do you think, Amanda? What what's your what's your? I, I don't know. If I, immigration's a, a big problem where you are in the UK. I, I know nothing about you know the people. You want to come into the UK well, first? A, a lot of people. There's, 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 uh, let's get this out. There's a lot of people that have a beef um, here. I mean, mm-hmm. UK citizens. You have a beef with um, Brits coming over because one thing. It's not that they're not trying to be racist. Um, it's just a, a common opinion, um, and they they believe that our our health system, the NHS, is strained already. So when we've got all these um, beautiful people coming into our country and mm-hmm. wanting to take up residence here. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's spun, they, they, they class it as sponging off the system because of how our system is designed to support uh, its, its nation. And mm-hmm. so, you know, a lot of uh, immigrants who come over here get jobs fairly quickly um, and they obviously get free healthcare. Mm-hmm. And they're offered homes as well, Andy, which is hard enough for UK residents to try and get by themselves. But 
there seems to be this almost like a package deal. Yeah, you get a home, you get you know free healthcare, you, we you mm-hmm. get your job yeah. very quickly. Yeah. So of course there's a lot of stress um, that comes with that, and, and people feel pushed out. The, their own our own people. Uh, why can't we have the same kind of benefit that immigrants have when they come over? And I'm I'm speaking loosely about this in in a way that that I've heard other people express. These are not necessarily my opinions. I want people to be aware of that. Um, this is, you know, how I've heard people speak. And mm-hmm. I understand it. Sure, I do understand it. I see the strain. I see what seems like is an, an unfair situation. Um, in terms of uh, how they're treated here, Andy, I couldn't really give you um, any details, like, of trying to come into the country. Um, I don't really know much about that. And I can look into that for a future show. Um because I find yeah. that interesting, how they dealt with, sure. you know, what they experience when they arrive here. I think that's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, and, and, and really, the EU, I mean, in general, I wonder what, you know, of, of course, we're here. We have the, the border to, to Mexico and South America, you know, Colombia. I mean, this week we have people coming, making that trek from South America through caravans yeah. all the way up to the, to the Texas uh, and Arizona borders to the United yeah. States. Um but it is, it's it's an issue, and it's back in the news again after we, what we've been through with the Trump administration, and we'll, we'll we'll follow that. We'll follow that story among others, including the story. Um, for those of you who have not been made aware of this, is released recently um, that prior to the January sixth um, insurrection, prior to the event that happened and the invasion on our U.S. Capitol by a bunch of uh, domestic thug terrorists, Trumpies. Um, <laughs> who claim to be patriots, everything but patriots. They're enemies of the American people, as far as I'm concerned, enemies of our democracy who try to do something like that and were responsible for five deaths and the the killing, the murder of a a Capitol Police officer. Uh, Anyway, we're we're not going to dive into that. I just need to to say what what happened before that (laughs) December 18th. Um, um, uh, A bunch of conspiracy theorists um, who – we're advising Trump uh, and spreading all this news about how the election was stolen and, and spreading all these myths about the, you know, uh, illegal ballots and, and relaying that these conspiracies and these lies to the president. Um, had a meeting with the president on December 18th, a four-hour meeting. It started in the Oval, Oval Office and ended up being in the, in the president's living quarters in his living room. It was a heated yeah. meeting. It almost came you – know, General Flynn – um, uh, almost stood up and was about to have a physical fight with one of Trump's attorneys. Why? They wanted Trump to put in place the equivalent of a military coup to overturn the United States election. Okay. And they, they wanted to use the military to go around to all the U.S. or most of the, the, the swing state, the, the states that put Biden in office, you know, was it uh, Arizona, Pennsylvania? Um, uh, you know, we, we know any of the swing states. In fact, I'm not going to start doing electoral tallies now. But anyway, <laughs> um, and 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 get the voting machines, the the Dominion voting machines that they uh, claim were compromised, which they weren't. That was a lie. It's a big lie. Obviously, it came out that it was a lie as well. Um, and use the military to overturn those votes and put Trump in office. It's it's and that meeting it actually happened. It actually happened yes. um, on December eighteenth, a four hour meeting, um, and of course it never 
that military coup never, but they actually wanted the president of the United States to um, implement a military coup, you know, you know overturn the election. Yeah. Okay. Unbelievable. Yeah. Very unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, actually happened. And that's, uh, that has not been, I mean, it's in the news. You can look it up and research it and Google December 18th White House meeting, whatever, and get some more information. And we'll be following up on that, too, as to what, what went on uh, more specifically and uh, playing some clips from it. Maybe we'll even get down to playing some clips as we do on the Andy and Amanda show from that meeting. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll get to But that actually happened. I mean, that, you know. They went to the President of the United States and say, let's let's use the military and overturn the election. It's, hmm. it's a crazy situation. The whole thing was so crazy, Andy. I mean, uh, I, mm-hmm. to say it shocked me and frustrated me um, is an understatement. And that's me, all the way here in the little UK, other side of the world, and mm-hmm. nothing to do with your country. But, yeah, it felt like everything to do with me because... One, we talk about it. Two, what mm-hmm. he the, what he did affects the rest of the world, and um, it was it seemed preposterous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they, they should be, you know. I mean, even to, to go to do something like that in this country. I mean, you're a contemptible lowlife for talking this way about this country. Thank you. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Let's yeah. let's uh, take a listen to um, what we do have um, regarding the report on the. Um, December 18th meeting, and then we'll come back. Yes. This morning, a new truly disturbing account of tumultuous days, final days leading up to the insurrection uh, inside the White House. Axios reporter Jonathan Swan is now detailing what was a conspiracy theory-laden, profanity-laced shouting match, but a, a real question, perhaps an attempt at a military coup. You have... Sidney Powell, a lawyer. You have Michael Flynn, former national security advisor. You have Patrick Byrne, the former head of Overstock.com. But they gain access to the president. They present him with lies that have already been debunked and try to push him, in effect, to use the military to overturn the results of the election. It's truly disturbing. Free something orgies tend to be pretty crazy and pretty freaking wild. Yeah, it's it's one of the darkest. I've been covering Trump. President Trump for five years, and I don't know of a darker, more demented meeting that he's held. Uh, you know, there's a pretty low bar for that, uh, given the final days. But this this was a four-hour meeting that started in the Oval Office the evening of December the 18th, and it rolled into Trump's private residence up to his living room. And it was basically four White House lawyers... Uh, three in the room, one on speakerphone. The national security advisor came in on speakerphone. And then the, the cast of characters that you just described. And they were pushing the president to use the U.S. military to go around the country seizing Dominion voting machines. They were pushing to, to invoke the National Emergencies Act and use a 2018 executive order to try and overturn a free and fair election. And the meeting got so heated, it almost actually ended up in a physical fight. Michael, General Michael Flynn, remember, this is not, we're not talking about uh, someone who's an outsider. This is someone who was yeah. the president's national security advisor, was mm-hmm. on his feet yelling at the White House lawyers and literally got to the point where one of them said, if you want to come over here, come over here. Otherwise, you know, I'm not going to swear on air, but. Even though we call him a schmuck, the real schmucks, uh, you. They should look at him for treason. You know, just 
tirades yeah. of profanity. Um, just a truly bizarre and dark uh, time for this country. This country has to find out who that person was, because that person's a spy. You do see, as you recount here, White House lawyers pushing back aggressively against this whole idea. But the president himself says more than once, uh, I believe, at least she, Powell, here, is out there fighting. Do, do we know how close the president came to taking up this idea? Look, Biden and his son are stone-cold crooked. Well, he wanted, he wanted it to be done. So, so what happened after, uh, after this meeting, actually it might have been even the day before this meeting, I need to get my, uh, no, it was, the, it was the night before. So the evening before, Trump tried to operationalize some of this. His personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, telephoned Ken Cuccinelli, second in command at the Department of Homeland Security, and asked him if they could use the Department of Homeland Security to seize voting machines. He was very quickly told, no, that's not within their legal remit. He should resign from office in disgrace. So Trump tried to operationalize it. And I think, look, I don't have reporting that connects the two events, but I don't think it's a huge stretch to, to uh, wonder why uh, 10 former secretaries of defense, including secretaries who served under President Trump, felt the need to publish that extraordinary letter in early January saying that the President of the United States should not use the U.S. military to overturn elections. You just gave the answer to your question. You know, ask yourself why they felt the need to do that, and I think this starts to colour in some of the, the backstory. What the fuck is that? I cannot get a good, hard erection. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. yes, indeed. <laughs> That's the problem right there. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it ain't easy being me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> uh, you certainly uh, bangs back, darling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 I, I seem to be able to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's amazing, mm -hmm. Andy. Keep it up. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I am Dracula, and I welcome you to my house. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Y you know, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, you know, what can I say? Sometimes. Well, that know. was an interesting clip, and um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wish, and I guess men sometimes don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just men because I'm having that problem right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I swear, I'm so grateful for our listeners because sometimes they must think these people are they serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone looks like us, Andy. <sighs> well, some somebody likes us somewhere. I know my mother loves me. She told me last night. No. Yeah, mm -hmm. why wouldn't she? Mm -hmm. You're adorable. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And, and you know, it's very well. Thank you. I try to. I appreciate it. You know. When is your mum coming on the show? I want to be left to... Uh... Oh, yes, I, she keeps asking me to come on the show, and I'm I'm wondering if that's safe to do or not. She <laughs> probably knows more yeah. about me than I care her to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the one that... I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. Hey! <laughs> No, no, my mother's hurt. You know, you know, I, I no respect in my family. None. <laughs>
sick, stupid, ridiculous, obnoxious, mm-hmm. vulgar, disgusting, whatever the case may be. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My sister's yeah. getting her vaccine this afternoon. She is? Yeah. yeah. Good for her first one then, right? Her first one? It is. Yeah, her first dose. Bless her, she was so so nervous. Um, she's due to have it within the hour. So uh, I sent her a message earlier saying, good luck, sis. Don't worry about it. You're going to be great. You know? That is so, that's wonderful. Today for me is a very yeah. good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Indeed. Very good yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's two down. I'm w- still waiting which... for mine. And uh, I think my brother-in-law is still waiting for his. And so, yeah. Mm. Do you know uh, which, which side is she uh, getting? Which one? Yes, I did, I'm assuming it's the AstraZeneca one. She's not said. I don't think they were specific in the details um, when arranging her, her vaccination. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're told beforehand, to be to be fair. That's something I, I actually didn't ask uh, my mother. Um, that would be interesting to find out. Were you, did yeah, you fine. know which one you were getting? Yeah. Andy? Yep, you did? I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I got the Modelo. Um, <laughs> What's it? You know what I mean, not Medella. Why do I keep doing? What? Um, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, Medella. Yeah, I got I got the Medella. I've been feeling fine ever since. A couple of doses of that, I'm really doing well here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have no further use for you. Well, I mean, no, I was just um, hmm? seen in. Uh, the headlines there's a we've got a new, i didn't mention this the other day on the show actually i meant to um that since we've had all these um protests and stuff here especially since the sarah everard vigil as well um mm-hmm. government suddenly decided hey we're going to have a police crime sentencing and courts bill and it's going to change the way we have protests so mm. people hearing about this and not really knowing all the full details of how they're going to change protests took to the streets of Bristol and all chaos broke loose. They uh, injured police officers. Um, it, it, it got very, very scary. They're saying um, that there was 3,000 people there and perhaps four or 500 of those people um, caused a lot of, mm-hmm. of chaos and violence. Um, they were, the, the majority of them are trying to pr- protest peacefully against this bill, saying that we should be able to protest, should we have uh, a way to voice our concerns. And yeah, peaceful protests can be a beautiful thing. They show people wanting to, to, to make change. And it's, it, it, can ha- it can help government in a way as well to look at the areas that need improving. But when people get very violent, start injuring police officers, um, that's that's despicable. Apparently, um, vehicles were set alight. Um, there was graffiti, things smashed. Um, Twenty officers were injured, two seriously mm. with a punctured lung. Uh, seven people have been arrested. So um, this is not going to look good at all. And if anything, they're going to push this bill through even faster because of this. Wow. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's not good. Not good. No, no, it's not not good at all. Not good at all. You know, um, I want to just revert back just for a minute. We were talking about uh, about kids uh, coming into the United States, and uh, yeah, uh, just one more really kind of disappointing aspect of the story involving the Mexico drug cartels. 
um, which are ruthless in their in their activities, obviously uh, executions, mm-hmm. uh, human trafficking. Yeah. Uh, but the um, they have been using helpless kids as decoys to smuggle um, their members into the U.S. And they're and they're oh, saying yes, and they're saying thanks to the Biden administration. You know, thank you, thank you, Biden administration. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, the drug thugs are already making a killing off the border crisis right now. We know that that's not new. They're jacking up their fees to smuggle the, the growing flood of people into the country. We know that. And now making more money on humans than they are on the drug side. Wow. Yeah, but trafficking. That's pretty yeah, scary. Kids. Um, you know, they're just exploiting uh, a, a, what is already, you know, obviously, as we just spoke, a disastrous situation by splitting up kids from their uh, uh, wannabe immigrant parents and having members pose as the children's relatives to cross the border. Mm. Wow. Mm. So now, you know, think about it. So with family units coming across, you might have a mother come in, say a mother with three cho- with three children. And yeah. the cartels say, well, you can cross with one child. We're going to take two children and we're going to use these two children to smuggle two others and pretend that those are the family units. Right. So young criminals will now pose as struggling wannabe migrants, too, to get to the U.S. to help fuel their bosses in the cartel's drug trade. Wow. Unbelievable. And there's also individuals yeah. that are, are, are like 20 through 22, 23, and they pass themselves off as 16, 17, 15, you know what I mean? And say, hey, we are unaccompanied minor. And they might, and they, you know, no idea. And they might give false uh, name and they might have a criminal record in the countries as, as far as anybody knows. We don't know. Yeah. You know, some well, of these drug... mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry, darling. Um, I heard that um, also another thing they do in Mexico is they will call up um, people who they believe have money and make out that they've kidnapped your family member and play a voice in the background or have a voice in the background to make you believe they've stolen your child or something like that and then will demand money off you um, in order to return that child to you. And um, I've uh, had a friend there who's experienced something very similar and um, said it was quite a scary situation, and, and it goes on a lot over there. I was just absolutely stunned. Mm, it's incredible. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's just unbelievable. And I say people again. I don't want to. I don't want to, to hammer on this all, all, all morning or afternoon. All let me see if I have a close evening there. Evening, yes, yes, evening. Um, <laughs> but huh, the situation is 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 bad news, and it's a, a a boom financially for the drug cartels, the drug trade. Not only because these cartels are smuggling in members, but but considering how desperate the increasing number of migrants are to cross the border, and you know what they're doing, they're like what they would do. Let's say though, a cartel guy will let's say take off the shirt and and blend in with all these kids. But what the border patrol officers look for is the fact that they don't have muddy shoes, they got cleaner clothes, they don't smell, and that's a clue for the authorities at any particular moment uh, that they might not be on the, uh, you know, that's how, they, that's how they look at these kids and they see what's going on. Um, but they get, you know, anywhere from 1000 to $1,500 for every single body. Wow. And, and you put a number, put a number of bodies that are coming to the country and you figure out how much money they're making so and what they charge have- immigrants do you have the statistics of how many people come into the country each day or try to come mm-hmm. into the country? Mm-hmm. On the next. 
Andy and Amanda show. Anyway, uh, <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, there are hundreds. He's in the hundreds. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. Uh, right now, my I have uh, looking at. Uh, yeah, what's in the hundreds? And uh, on all the specifics, just, I have hundreds. We'll get more specific uh, on Wednesday's show. I guess we'll go, we'll, go to, we'll talk about this further and what what how we already know that's a huge problem. I think we'll dive into a little bit further. And that's, yeah, I think it's the I'll, first uh, controversial aspect of the Biden administration right. that he's been facing. Other than that, I mean, handling yeah. the, I guess he's done a phenomenal job in, in combating the the uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus. Um, he's done a phenomenal job in putting through the COVID relief program together that helps all Americans, cuts the, the, the welfare uh, uh, rate of kids in half. I mean, to, you know, providing money for schools and for municipalities and for, you know, I got, I got $1,400 per person, family, for like 5,600, whatever it is, was deposited by the IRS into my bank account um, the end of last week. Bam. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, really. You know, so what, you, may, you might ask what I'm doing with my yeah, money. Yeah, pretty Buying much. guitars. <laughs> Buying more guitars. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, I, probably yeah. should, I probably shouldn't have said that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Buying guitars is a good way to go, Andy. There, no, no. Um, well, I'm, I am buying, you know, here, let me, you know, I am a, uh, I have a partnership with, a, with an incredibly uh, well-respected guitar manufacturer, a couple of guitar manufacturing company. One of them happens to be Taylor Guitars, and you'll see a Taylor logo in some of my videos and so forth. And we have a partnership together, and I'm a, a proud proponent and a proud uh, player of Taylor Instruments. I'm also a, a proud player of Collings guitars and um, use them both as my workhorses out there. My, I'm from a carpenter. Those are the tools of my trade. Beautiful. And I picked up this Taylor guitar. It's called a 517E. You should look at it, folks. It's it's a departure from the normal Taylor guitar. How do we get talking about guitars? I guess get me started. I can't stop. But anyway, uh, the... Um, it's it's uh, you know Taylor guitars are known for the brightness, their, their playability. They have a very distinct sound, and um, what Andy Powers, their their, their designer over Taylor, uh, did uh, when listening to a lot of the old early '70s folk music, you know, with the the Gibson guitars, the old '70s folk recordings and the country recordings, the late '60s, early '70s, and he, you know, and Martin came out with the Dreadnought guitars. They invented the Dreadnought back then, and and Taylor and and, and Andy Powers is listening to this music and not admiring what the guitars were or how they played, but how they sounded on the record, on the vinyl. You know that that yeah. that's that that tone that that sounds. He said, you know, uh, we I want to develop something like that. And then he also uh, altered the bracing that goes inside the wood, which is what vibrates and presents the town the sound out of the sound hole, the bracing that's on the on the face of the guitar. And took the, the traditional X bracing that Martin guitars have been famous for, and made formed what they call V class or V bracing, which um, provides a more continuous tone and enables the you to move up and down the the guitar neck, and the the notes are all in tune. Normally, when you stretch out a, a note, you go up and down the the guitar neck. The notes can and sometimes sound just a tiny little bit out compared to how they would be down the root position, way down at the bottom of the neck. Yeah. Anyway, without getting into two technical specifics, I don't want to make this a form of guitar building because I believe it or not, I know nothing about <laughs> guitars. I just play them. You, you, <laughs> anyway, uh, where did I go? Where was I going with this? Oh yeah, I am. <laughs> Taylor Guitars came out with something called 
uh, the Grand Pacific Line, and they were introduced at a big conference, uh, which I attended. It was amazing, incredible, most amazing music conference in the world, better than any festival I've ever played or been to, called NAM, the National Association of Music Merchants. It's just Anaheim every January, except this past January because of COVID, uh, where all the every single company in the world that has anything to do with music produces any or produces any any type of accessory or instrument anything with music um, yeah. it takes over Anaheim for four days and, and it'd be concerts sponsored by Yamaha with major artists and, and all the hotel lobbies in Anaheim are flooded with, with a lineup of bands, you know, from, from six till two in the morning, one after another, after another in rotation. It's just incredible bands. They fly in from all over the country and they have seminars and discussions and, and floors and floors and floors and floors of exhibit space. You just wouldn't believe it, Amanda. You would believe the magnitude wow. of this convention. I've heard about it my whole life and finally moved yeah. to L.A. And, and started attending it. So anyway, the Grand Pacific line of Taylor guitars was introduced at NAMM in 2019. Picked one up. Of course, I'm a, being a Taylor partner. I've been to Taylor. They're in San Diego and just to the south of me here. I've been there and it was it was recommended. Um, when I had one of my other Taylors tweaked down there. They said, hey, do you go up and, and we know how you play. Pick up a 517. You won't be able to put it down. You know what? Two hours later, I couldn't put it down. Wow. Incredible guitar. And I'm not going to say it's bad. I mean, I love Collins guitars. I mean, the Collins guitar um, is, is, is a pretty much is, is different. They, they're a very small company in Austin, Texas. Um, mm-hmm. And I do play the six-string primarily. I've got 15 guitars, but the Collins six-string, is. I do a lot of work with that. I use a Taylor 12-string and occasionally another Taylor 214 model. Um, but the, uh, the, the Collins is my six-string workhorse. I picked up this, this Taylor. 517 and could have put it down and i was able to uh, do a demo of one at a guitar center place a couple weeks ago i couldn't believe it but i haven't played anywhere in a year um and i picked up a 517 there and had the same reaction and then i just uh, called taylor and said uh, you know being a partner they send me guitars and i said uh, but they're not free you know but they're you know i do have a deal with them which is wonderful i'm a, you know it's a performing artist program and uh and uh, yeah. pulling the trigger on my own 517. It doesn't do what I do better. This is kind of interesting. It absolutely does not. It just does it differently. You know what I mean? Okay. It does it okay. differently. Yeah. 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 It has an edge to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I am getting uh, – so so actually, yeah, I, I got that money in from uh, COVID relief, and I'm, I'm in, in effect, I'm buying a guitar with it. <laughs> That's where we were going to. I'm sorry about going through this guitar form. Hey, listen, Amanda, you know, we're down to a few minutes here in yeah. our show. It's, I can't believe it. Yeah. A 90 minute program. Oh. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But a lot of people, um, they can't wait. They're sitting here in 90 minutes. They're saying, God, I'm still listening to you guys. And they're like, thank you. Thank you. I know, right? They're very good applause to people are listening. Thank you. Thank you. Oh goodness! Anyway, so, so I gotta get I gotta get real busy here soon, um, oh. because it's the, oh. you, you know, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the uh, you know yeah I gotta you know I got work to do here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I hear that spring again? Bring, bring, bring. Yeah, I get you, Andy. Yes. Yeah, you got a lot of work to do, huh? Yeah, uh, I yeah. do. I I don't know. You know, you get older. You get like me. You know, it gets to be my age, and and those days of the uh, on top you know, writing. Yeah, oh, excellent. Kind of a, a di- become a distant memory. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've been on a horse, Andy. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. 
ever bring a woman to an orgasmic response unless she really wants to have an orgasm. So first of all... Yeah. Yeah, you know. You got it, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm getting older. Oh, my. Oh, my. What I'm a get, way to start off the week. I love it. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting older, but I'm, but, I'm, but I'm learning, you know. I just remember going around the bases when I was a kid. The second. The third. Yeah. Wow. Seconds left. Okay. This has been fun. Amanda, this is folks, we're back Wednesday. The Flying Fahans, Joe and Margaret Fahan, F-A-H-A-N. Look up Flying Fahans on the internet, folks. Don't miss that show Friday. Wednesday is going to be another exciting show with some guests. Don't miss our show on Wednesday live. We'll be back as podcasts, of course, throughout the day today and tomorrow, Tuesday. Back with you live Wednesday. Go to Block Talk Radio slash forward slash Andy and Amanda show. And Amanda, do what you do yes. so well. Say goodbye. Okay. No, Thank I'm you. sorry. Amanda, do <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of Andy Kimball in Hollywood and myself, Amanda Love in the UK, thank you again for joining us and listening to the show. Take care, stay safe, and keep smiling and do the right thing. Yeah. Bye, folks. Bye bye.